Welcome to Conservative Conversation, Canada's number one youth political podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Conversation, guys. I'm your host here alongside my boy, Sean Campbell. Sean, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. We got a lot to talk about today, so pretty excited for that. Yeah, we got our two podcasts, possibly three, depending on how the night's going or how much we cover. Uh, Today we talk about Bill C-10 and the Liberals' plot to destroy freedom of speech on the internet. And we're going to give our thoughts on the best government um, we should have. So let's jump right into it, starting off with Bill C-10. Sean, let's give a little brief rundown of what Bill C-10 is all about. Um, so basically, the Liberals kind of said this was um, to promote Canadian heritage. They said that this is going to be a really good thing for Canadians because obviously we consume a lot of American media, even a lot of British media, some may say. So the whole idea about this bill, um, allegedly, was to get more Canadians consuming Canadian content. But the thing is, they also added a censorship part to this bill. So like we talked about in our previous podcast, where sometimes bills, it's not always clear cut. Sometimes there's things added to it. There is a censorship part added to this bill. And basically, the censorship bill, everything is protected except opinions. So you can't be censored based off race, gender, anything like that. Everything is covered except for opinions. So odds are that even our podcast might not be getting out to the viewers that it should be getting out to. Odds are that because our podcast is, tends to be against the current sitting liberal government. Odds are you guys might not be able to find our podcast as easy. We'll see how it goes. Um, the liberal government claims there's no censorship involved. But if you look at it, this is exactly what the communist regime of China did. So I'm honestly very, very curious how this is going to play out. I honestly, I don't agree with this bill at all. I don't agree with any t- any form of censorship. I do agree if, say, you wanted to consume more Canadian content, you had something on your phone where you could switch on and you, you say, I agree, I want to consume more Canadian content, and they filter it out. But it should be agreed. It shouldn't be forced upon you. I'm not complaining that we're going to see more Canadian content because I do want to see more Canadian content. The downside about this is it's a lot of the Canadian content currently is not the best. So there's, we're going to see a lot of content that is not the best. Um, we're going to see some, some good content. There, there are some positives to this bill as much as everyone hates it, but I, I think the negatives outweigh the positive. Isaac, what are your thoughts so far in this bill? Yeah. So I'm just kind of looking over my notes here and they do talk about, how it's oh it's not censored oh it's all this and this and this and it's so good it's going to help well bill c10 specifies that the crtc has the authority to force online services so against their will without any agreement like uh so they're going to be forcing companies like netflix and tiktok to make financial contributions to canadian content and impose conditions on them and so it's not an agree or disagree. It's an ultimatum is what it is. And there's a problem right there is why does this company have to donate to our country's, um, I believe they call it discoverability fund um, for Canadian content. Why do they have to do that or else they can't um, or they'll be penalized or they can't operate in Canada? 
I find that quite stupid. And they're making YouTube do it as well. And YouTube has come out and said, this isn't fair to people who are new to YouTube and who are old to YouTube. And for so many different logistical reasons, um, especially with these conditions on them, it's turning into this huge uh, authoritarian kind of bill where, you know, what we say goes. And if we don't like what you're saying, you go. Um, because that that causes a huge problem for us especially because we tend to bash the government um whether it's liberal conservative ndp we don't care we're gonna probably we're gonna call you out for your mistakes and so if the government doesn't like what we're saying at any time they could penalize us um fine us do whatever they want um to censor us and they say oh it's not censorship but it is if you read through this um, it is. So the bill would effectively add three requirements for digital media companies. Um, they must provide information about their revenue sources. So now they have to tell them where they're getting their money from, which is uh, a little sketchy there. Give a portion of their profits to a fund to support Canadian content and increase the visibility or discoverability of Canadian content. Those are the three uh, requirements for these companies that they'll have to face in order to operate in Canada. And I don't think that's, uh, that's very good. Like, I don't think they should be doing that. There's no point to doing that. Okay. When I, when I'm on TikTok and I'm scrolling through my for you page, I'm looking at a lot of content straight out of Ontario. People will say, Oh, only people from Ontario will know this. And People from Ontario duet this. And I see those videos all the time. A lot of the media I'm consuming already is from Canada. And that's because they can already see your location and you're from Canada. So they're going to give you some stuff that you can relate to so you keep using the site. So to then give these companies all an ultimatum on it, I find it's quite stupid. Sean, I'm going to pass it right back to you. Yeah, and here's the thing. We have the Canadian Broadcast Corporation, the CBC, for a reason. This is a government-funded organization, so I don't understand why we have to go run out and and have this this censorship bill. We're we're paying um, uh, we're paying a, a good portion of our, our tax money to the Canadian Broadcast Corporation, which, by the way, this was um, it was created to help you know get Canadian media media out there because uh, Canadians were consuming too much American media and they didn't really know much about what was going on in Canada. So the government went along and created the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And as we know, the CBC is one of the, is one of the bigger, um, corporations in the world now for, for media, you know, they cover American, they cover out in the UK, they over in Europe. So the, they're covering a lot of things and we're funding them. So, I don't understand why we need more censorship for Canadian content if we're already paying them. So my my views on this is if we're going to do this, at least let's stop paying the Canadian Broadcast Corporation. Let's stop funding them. And maybe they should maybe they should be paying us because honestly, like I, I doubt they're going to have to follow these uh, censorship rules. And the good news on this is it still hasn't went through the Senate. So currently... It, it just passed in Parliament. Um, it, it still has the Senate to go through. And then it also has the executive branch, which is, um, it's the monarch. So obviously the queen, um, she's re represented by the governor general and the prime minister, as well as his cabinet. If this, if the monarch, it's been seen once in history, um, but if the monarch 
disagrees with something. Um, so if she thinks this is too much censorship, if she thinks this is a dictatorship like they have over in China, she could overrule this bill. That's if it gets past the Senate. I honestly, I, I trust our Senate to do the right thing. I don't trust our politicians, but I, I hope our, our Senate, um, they, they make the right choices here. But if not, I mean, we can make pleads to, to the Queen um, before before she's on her way out and in, into heaven. But um, I mean, that that's <laughs> she would be our very, very last hope odds of that happening. I mean, they're ninety nine point nine percent that she would just leave it and let her governor general, you know, um, have the say. But there's there's a very slight chance that she could overrule this bill. Now, it's not possible, but if if it does get past the Senate, and I'm saying if, because we, I'm sure everyone's hoping right now that it doesn't get past the Senate. That we, honestly, send messages to the Queen if you can, because she she will be our very last hope. She's the very last line of defense in this matter, because we obviously know Trudeau and his cabinet are going to vote for it because this was their their whole bill. Um, by Heritage Minister, of course, um, was the one who proposed this bill. So we do have hope. That's that's all I can say about that. We do have hope. Don't don't think that, you know, this is the bill is passed and it's 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 said and done. No, that's not true. It went through um, the House of Commons, which is in Parliament, which is part of the um, the legislative branch, but it, it still has to go through the Senate. So I can't stress this enough, guys. Please don't, you know, don't don't stress out about it too much because it's not the end of the world. Um, we still there's still it's still got to go through um, multiple multiple um, stages yeah, it's, it's still the bill's still in the early stages but it going through parliament is is a very big thing i'm uh, sorry uh, it going through um the house of commons is a very big thing and honestly we can all we can just do is pray the senate does the right thing because this bill is it's terrible it's something you would see in china you know the the chinese uh, communist party there they're constantly censoring foreign um foreign media they're constantly censoring the media within within the country if it if they disagree with the Ch Chinese Communist Party. So we got to be very careful. And the way I see this, we allowed them to do the lockdowns. There was no repercussions. We allowed them to, um, well, clearly we're allowing them to do this. Um, obviously, Ford is being challenged now on his whole thing, which I believe we will talk about in the later podcasts. But um, so we're allowing our government to, to just take away our rights. So why, well, who's to say they're not going to do more? That That's that's where I, I, I see this. And people, you know, do your protests online while you can before you get censored. Listen to our podcast before we disappear on you guys. Uh, you know, it was nice knowing you guys for the what up here. But that, that's that's all I can say for that. Isaac, uh, any, any final thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to jump back to something you said earlier in that little spiel there. Um, you talked about how the Canadian funded program, like the CBC, their stuff isn't very good. Yeah, um, that's true. I would watch tons more Canadian content knowing it's Canadian content if it was good. Because you can't you can't toss me programs like Paradise Falls, Falcon Beach, The Best Years, The City. Like these are all like shitty little soap operas that the CBC puts on and most of their um most of their media are like soap operas and dramas, and I don't want to see that. And they're poorly produced. Look at anything government does and funds. It's not very well produced. Healthcare is a good example. Media, great example. Radio, 
great example. Okay, tons of those things, they suck. Why? Because the, the government puts the money in the wrong places. Okay, take a look at America. Um, why, do, why do so many people watch their programs and shows? Because they're good. They're entertaining. They know where to spend the money and they know what to do, like how to, uh, how to deal with how much money they're receiving. Um, as opposed to Canada who says, oh, we got some money. Let's put 5% of it into production and 95% of it into paying the people working. Well, that's not how you're going to run it successfully because nobody's going to watch that shit. I'm not going to watch it. My friends aren't going to watch it. And right there, that's your biggest generation of media consumers, right? Unless it's radio, then the older generation is going to watch it. And they're not going to listen to someone who clearly hates their job and is just doing it for the, the stable income. You're going to want to listen exactly. to someone who who's risking it all on the air who at any moment could be fired. Someone like us. I mean, we can't really be fired because we own this, but we're not dead-eyed idiots speaking into a microphone for five hours of the day on the radio talking about who cares, right? I'm yeah, and that's, that that's a big thing. If, that's a big thing. If, if you're afraid of being censored, you're not going to say things you would normally say. Right. If if we're afraid of being censored, we're not going to talk bad about Trudeau and the, and his puppets in in Parliament. We're gonna. It, but right now, we're saying what we want to say, and we're going to continue to say what we want we want to say. I don't think we're that big of a platform to be truly censored yet to to notice the difference. But who knows if we get bigger years down the line, we could be noticing the effects of being censored. We see it all the time. YouTube censors people, Twitter censors people, Facebook. So we already got these corporations, um, these, these big tech giants um, censoring people. And now we're going to have the government censoring people. So what do we have for conservatives? And, and by the way, the censorship on the, the, the big tech, it's normally towards conservatives. Um, most of the cases is towards the right of the political spectrum. And as long as we have a government that's liberal, of course, the censorship is going to be towards the right side. Um, so that's a huge issue there for just conservatives in general. And, you know, in our podcast, we kind of want to get, we're going to have multiple people on. So maybe the, the times we have a, a liberal on our podcast, maybe that will be seen in the times we have a conservative on the podcast. Like we're going to, I believe on the 6th, we're recording one. Um, with with a someone who's running for a conservative MP, so honestly, for conservatives, this is a huge, a huge, huge setback for conservatives that are trying to do podcasts, that are trying to do YouTube, because they're already technically being censored by YouTube. You go on YouTube um, before you you searched up, um, for example, the the lab leak theory. It was all shut down immediately on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. All those platforms, they were shut down and they were censored and their videos were taken down. So, and now we're finding out that odds are it's true and it's very likely. So, what does that say for the future of conservatives? And that's my concern is the censoring. It's more political. If you look at any censoring of, um, in the past decade, it's all been political censoring. It's all been someone's sharing their political ideologies and it's been censored. You're not going to see someone being censored because they're making cake. You're not going to be someone being censored because they're making fitness videos. You're going to see the censoring on the political side. And that's that's what all you guys, you obviously enjoy 
listening to our podcasts. Um, if you're younger, odds are, and you're listening to our podcasts, odds are you're, you're conservative or in that area. So good luck finding the, the proper content in the future. Exactly. And that's yeah. that's my final thoughts on that. And and that's so true is that um, it's so easy to be a liberal or on the left side these days. Um, and I've thought about it many times of just going, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to be a liberal, I'm going to be on the left just so I can make the arguments of because or because I feel like it or because we have to value everybody's opinions and beliefs. Well, you know what I say, you know what I say to that? I say, screw it. I'm going to fight for what I believe is right. I'm not going to be censored. That's why we started this podcast is because so many ways we could be censored in terms of, let, let's give an example of you're working at a job, an office job or something, and you're trash talking the boss, right? They're the boss or you're saying something that the boss doesn't like. The boss is going to either call you into his office or fire fire you right there on the spot. This podcast, we are the boss. We answer to nobody except ourselves and God, right? So what we do is we do our own uh, work. We do our own kind of voices and we tell people the facts and we can't be censored and we won't be censored. You try and pass this Bill C-10 and they try and penalize us, I'll pay the fine. I'll do my time. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm not stopping this because I will not be censored because you don't like my beliefs. That's ridiculous exactly and we've been seeing this too much like i was actually talking with uh, a teacher and you know we obviously he's not really allowed to talk much about politics and, and whatnot but he's saying like oh I, I hear you're doing a podcast i'd love to be on your podcast but you know, as a teacher i I'd lose my job if i came on talking about this so these are t teachers obviously um, this this guy's very educated the subject he taught was very educated it was at a different school not my school but the subject he taught was uh, I'm obviously I'm not going to say where because I don't want to get him in trouble, um, but obviously the subject he taught it was it was a very you have to be very educated to teach that subject, so he, and you know he's he's a really good guy and whatnot but his beliefs are definitely more on the conserv are a bit more on the right so if he was to come on our podcast he and the school board got wind of this he'd be fired immediately. And, and right there, right there, that's the problem is earlier you said, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to get him in trouble. You're not even going to exactly. name drop him on a conservative con on a conservative podcast because of fear of him getting in trouble for that. But I bet if we are some liberal podcast preaching equality and all this itsy bitsy whatever shit, right? He would be like, oh, I'd love to be on this. And the school board would be like, yay, you, go you. Do you want some attention on our Twitter? Yeah, you're doing such a great job, but you can't even be name dropped on a podcast. Like same with, exactly. same with the guy we were working with right before this who had to quit. Why did he have to quit this podcast, right? It, was it because it was a conservative podcast or was it because of, oh, he's afraid of, what people will say no he's afraid of what people will say on a conservative podcast because we've been given such a bad rap that conservatives don't care about anyone but themselves and all they care about is money that's not true at all but if you're on a liberal podcast oh you're praised and oh you're doing so great it could be a completely radical podcast uh for the left and everyone's like oh you're doing such a good job keep it up i'll promote you on my social media but Oh, us over here, we're having to bust our ass promoting ourselves, right? 
And and I find exactly. that absolutely ridiculous. Like when I first started this, I was warned by both my parents saying, you have to watch what you say. You have to make sure you're not saying the wrong things because this can affect your future employment opportunities. Why? Why does that affect it? Why has politics become so involved in the workforce that you can't be name dropped on a on a conservative podcast or I have to watch every single word I say or that we've evolved as cancel culture so strongly that in one like tweet you can ruin someone's life whether it's true or not so we need to stop this censorship stop bill c10 and really bring back freedom of speech exactly and the sad part is you have very very educated people and people that are very knowledgeable very good people that don't want to speak out about their beliefs that don't want to participate in political conversation right and that's 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 terrible what happened to we want everyone to vote and we want ever we want to be inclusive in this and that you're inclusive with gender you're inclusive with race you're inclusive with everything but you're not inclusive with opinions because no one can have opinions an opinion that oppose you right exactly the only if if it's someone else's opinions that you agree with you cheer them on and you like celebrate them but as soon as someone disagrees with you you're like oh here's bill c10 to censor you guys fuck off like you guys fuck off right this we need true freedom of speech in this country or else we're no longer a good country not even a great country we're no longer a good country if we don't have freedom of speech if i wanted to be censored and ostracized for my beliefs i'd go be a christian in somalia or a muslim in china right exactly exactly and I think that that could bring us to our next point and our final point on this podcast. And that's our thoughts on our, our best type of government Republican. and what our government Republic. can be doing better. Yeah. <laughs> our <laughs> Republic. Yeah, I exactly. Chose. I chose Republic over like tons of people will choose democracy. And, and I find that stupid. But quickly, I'm just going to say uh, a quick thing here. Uh, Canada and America aren't what you think. Canada is a constitutional monarchy constitutional monarchy so basically what that means is we're a monarchy of um the uh, british empire but we have our own constitution we're, we're kind of separate from them but not but we're still kind of connected and america is a constitutional republic all right so they're the republic and they have um they have their own constitution so they're not they're not a democracy they're not a democratic state neither are we all right just so you guys know that yeah, and so for those of you that I know a lot of people think we have a democracy, a true democracy would be everyone would have a, a say on these bills. So, for example, this Bill C-10, you would be voting on this bill. Canadians it wouldn't be the vote. politicians voting yeah. on it. So uh, basically what, what what we have and what the, the Americans have is you elect a politician who then votes on these bills, right? And obviously the Americans are a bit different because they're not a, a monarchy, so they have their systems a bit different. Right. Most of their um, systems, most of their laws are completely implemented by state. There's not like a, um, like the federal government doesn't have a huge, huge oversight of what happens statewide, as opposed to in Canada where a lot of the province laws are influenced or completely controlled by the federal government. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I did want to touch upon was this was kind of my, my little theory I guess you could call me um, Marx, but uh, you know every every political system has its flaws, and obviously my idea would have flaws as well. But basically, what I was thinking instead of 
having these bureaucrats instead of having um, these cabinet ministers that are not elected. Obviously, they're elected MPs, but they're not elected for that position, right? They're appointed. So, for example, our um, finance minister, right? Take our finance minister, for example. Uh, she was not elected in that position. She was elected as um, MP for her riding, but she was not elected as finance minister. She was appointed as finance minister as soon as Bill Morneau became Bill No More. So uh, once Bill Morneau left, uh, Justin Trudeau appointed him, right? So every after every election, the prime minister appoints his cabinet, right? So I believe that the cabinet ministers and the bureaucrats should be elected officials. So... Basically, what would happen here is it would do away with the prime minister being elected, right? We have a minority government and him having so much power over the finances and stuff like that. The fi So a lot of people, they might be conservative on the finance side and liberal on the immigration side, right? So normally you have to vote one or the other, where this way for your... Um, for your finance, you could vote for the finance minister, you could vote conservatively, and for immigration minister, you could vote more liberal. And this would help with people and instead of saying, oh, I don't know which party to choose because I like some of theirs, I like some of theirs. You can vote for the cabinet minister in which you most identify with for that certain scenario. And it would also do away with um, stupid people voting because if you don't know anything about finance, you're not odds are you're not gonna vote for a finance minister. If you don't know about immigration, odds are you're not going to vote for an immigration minister. And I just feel like this would be, uh, obviously there's some flaws in this um, as well, but I feel like this would be a better way of getting the true government Canadians want instead of just picking, oh, I like him because I like his hair. I like his father. And it would give less power to minority governments and more power to the people and what the people truly want, as well as more educate uh, more educated people voting for what they want because as long as we have stupid people voting that know nothing about politics we're gonna have stupid politicians and but I think the only way we could fix this is with this this strategy here is making these elected officials for example Teresa Tam a lot of people don't want her as who the fuck chose uh, that bitch really <laughs> sorry i've been i've been swearing a lot on this podcast but i don't care because this is our podcast and we can say what i want but really who decided that she was the lady to choose and give an honorary degree to like really university of ottawa her tireless work towards the pandemic shut up she told us to put a dried out baby wipe in our mask is a third layer. She ba she advocated for putting toxic chemicals up to your mask and breathing them in all day. Like, shut up, Teresa Tam. Exactly. And this this philosophy here would, would do away with idiots like that because I guarantee Canadians would, would see this and she would never get another term. And odds are she would not have been elected in the first place for having ties to the World Health Organization because obviously any educated Canadian is not going to vote for someone who has ties with, with another organization that is ran by the Chinese Communist Party. So I honestly truly believe in this philosophy. Obviously, it's never going to happen, right? Um, that's, that's just how it is. But I believe this philosophy, it would change, completely change people's view on politics and people's view on voting. They would not be saying, oh, I just really don't know who to vote for because I'm in the middle and I agree so much on this, I agree so much on that. And, and it would also do away with parties 
you know, fighting over stupid things because there's sometimes parties just argue because they're the opposition. I feel like it would do away with a lot of that. And that's, that's my view. If you guys have any, any other views on the best form of government, like let us know, um, you know, message us on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it may be. And let us know because I'm always interested in listening to, to people's philosophies. Especially um, if you're listening to us. We like to listen yeah, to you guys exactly. give us feedback. And we say this all the time. But we, we truly do. We love discussing politics with people our own age or older or younger. And then really asking why you believe that and what led to that belief. Because a lot of people, they'll share an interesting life experience. And it will really make you think like, okay, maybe they're right. Or no, they're actually completely wrong. Um, but so basically in the end, Sean, what government are you choosing? Uh, so yeah, I would choose a, a republic, um, but it would be in the sense of I'd have this um, other philosophy. I guess you could say elected bureaucrats, or I guess you could say or elected cabinet ministers. So a republic with a, a constitutional republic with elected bureaucrats and elected cabinet ministers. That's that's my final, what I'm going with. Yeah, and, and I, I kind of agree with that, except for really the the ending bureaucrats part so i do just choose a republic um that's gonna really wrap it up for this episode i think uh we thank you guys for listening it was a really good episode i definitely think we got a lot of points across we uh we were pretty efficient in our speaking uh sean what are your thoughts about this episode yeah i think i think it went a lot better um there was, I, I think, uh, it was. It, we definitely are learning how to speak better on podcasts. And first ones, you could tell we were a bit nervous. We were stuttering. I definitely noticed in you a lot. You've improved so much. I mean, I can't listen to myself. I'll definitely listen to this. I always, um, I'm always refreshing when you say you're uploading, and I'm always refreshing the Spotify so I can listen. And I'm always interested in how I did because I, I, I don't know till after, but I know for sure you did um, a lot better. I thought. You were speaking, you made the podcast more interesting. And that's advice from a lot of people. We've gotten a lot of feedback from different people and we're trying to implement that feedback and try to better this podcast. So I think I think this went really well, this podcast. Yeah, and, and thank you for that. I, I have gotten kind of more comfortable with speaking, hence the, the swearing and the loud opinions and <laughs> all of that. But I definitely think I'm going to continue with that wave of uh, no censorship, 100% originality. I'm going to swear. I'm going to get in your face, and I don't care. Why? Because Bill C-10 has not passed. I don't answer to nobody, and this is my podcast, mine and yours, Sean. Did you like what you just heard? Make sure to follow to stay up to date with all your Canadian political news from your two favorite Canadian teens.